Dream Life Worship Center in Randallstown, Maryland, is an uplifting church, helping people live their dreams and fulfill their purpose by following the Word of God. Into the Word of the Lord this morning. Amen. So thanks God is really pulling my heart especially for this month and this season. It's so important that you uh, have a clear revelation of what season and time we're in. I'm coming to understand that purpose is more powerful, not only in death, but purpose is really the key to your prospering in this world. Come on, say amen. So many people are dreaming the dream that God never gave them. And God doesn't want you to get caught up in dreaming dreams that are not yours. That's the challenge we have with social media because in social media, everybody's comparing themselves with each other. Come on, say amen. But you got to lock into the presence of God yourself. You got to spend time with God. And when you do that, he will reveal to you what you're supposed to do. And he'll come on and he'll get praised. He'll be glorified. And you'll bear the fruit that will bring glory out of your life. Amen. Let's go to Psalms 1. I'm going to talk about that this month. The Holy Spirit impressed upon me early that we needed to deal with matters of the soul, matters of the soul. And so we're going to continue to teach that matters of the soul. And I'm going to show you prophetically why that's critically important now. Now and even in this month of Nisan to understand that everything that's going to birth, everything that's going to bud in your life is going to have to bud through your soul as realm. Come on, say amen. You're going to have to know how to possess your soul, your mind, your feelings, your emotions, the way you think. Are you listening to me? The way, the way you think, how you feel, how you choose, how you build. Come on, say amen. All of that takes place in the realm of the soul first. You have to first see it in your mind and in your heart before you can create it in your life. Uh, Psalms 1, the very familiar passage. I want you to read this. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in its season. Now, all the Hebrew translations there say, who brings forth his monthly fruit, who brings forth fruit every month. Glory to God. Who leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall what? Shall do what? Yes, yes, perish. Third John 2, oh, excuse me, 1, verse 2. Another very familiar passage, but I want you to get this this morning. Now, this is a letter... John writes to an elder and some people try to say that this is just a letter that is not really God's declaration and that you need to even quote it they say that it is quoting it out of context to say that God is saying this but I want to say this to you 
every most I would say 90% of the New Testament are letters <laughs> okay the letters that have been inspired by the Holy Ghost so you can take what God has breathed into these servants and you can apply it to your life and so this letter says I wish above all things verse 2 that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers Father we thank you for your presence thank you for I come in agreement with my earlier prayer in Jesus name amen I want you may be seated I'm talking from the theme matters of the soul this month but I want to deal in particular with soul prosperity because I know it's the will of God that every person he's engineered you this way wants to prosper and the word to prosper means to advance how many know that God wants you to advance in life advance in his kingdom it means to succeed. He wants you to be successful in what you do. It means to increase. And it means to grow. Now think about those words again. Advance. To succeed. To increase and grow. Anything that's not growing is dead. Anything that's not increasing is dead. Are you listening to me? So it is the will of God. And so in this year of 5781, most of us understand the, 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 the Jewish calendar which is really what we feel and believe is God's prophetic calendar because this is how he dealt with his people and we see that this is the year that God is teaching us and he's teaching us in particularly how uh, to use our mouths he's teaching us how to decree he's teaching us how what to say how many can hear God teaching you what to say He's teaching us how to walk. He's teaching us how to get to where we want to walk. So what it also is symbolic of you and I being uh, pushed and taught how to move out of the wilderness into the promise. Into the promise. Uh, it is the year 571, which we know in the year the Jewish calendar uh, shifted in September of last year. But in particularly, it is the month of Nisan, which really is the new year of the spiritual calendar of the Jews. Now, if you go to Exodus, the 12th chapter, it says, and now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this month, does everybody say this month, shall be your beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year. So it is the beginning, this month, this month that we're in right now, and we're really only about one more, two more days left in this month in this spiritual calendar of God. Are oh, you listening to me? So you got to hear what I'm saying this morning. It was the beginning of the rebirth of his people. He had just brought them out of Egypt and he brought them out with his mighty hand. But after he brought them out miraculously with his mighty hand, they went through something what we call the wilderness. The wilderness was their training ground. It was never intended to be a permanent residence. And that's the problem with the church today. We've made the wilderness a permanent residence. And we say, if you're not in God, if you're not in the struggle, and all we want to talk about is struggle, and all we want to talk about is warfare, and I'm in, I'm in agreement with all of that because you have to fight your way into the faith. But please understand, there is a manifestation of glory. Come on, somebody, shout hallelujah. There is a place where you see what God has spoken in your life. And so all you listen to me. So it's a new year. So God brings them out of Egypt. And it's really, for them, it's the beginning of freedom for slaves. 
These were slaves that God brought into the promised land. Are you listening to me? Somebody shout, it's a new day. Come on, shout, it's a new beginning. Shout, it's a new season. And then here's what it also is. It's a new mindset. It's a new mindset. So this year begins, uh, month talks about life. Now, I, I'm going to give a little bit. I'm not a Jewish scholar, I'm not, but, but I do study just so I can prophetically can hear what God is saying because anything the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he speaks to you out of the light of God's word. Your prayer life is contingent upon God's word. The Bible says that, his, that the, uh, if his words, Jesus says, if my words abide in you, you watch this, ye shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. Notice that first. The first thing he says, if my words abide in you, then you'll ask what you will. What he's saying is that the word becomes president even in your prayer life. Because you pray according to the light of his word. Are y'all hearing me today? Okay, so watch this. So in this understanding, this uh, the word none in you in, this is, this, again, this is the, the geometria. Of, the number means 50. This is the first letter of this month. It means breakthrough. It means signs, wonders, and miracles. And it's amazing if you just walk with the Holy Spirit, because that was one of the things I was talking about about three weeks ago. I kept talking about how God has scheduled your miracle this month. Somebody shout, I got a miracle on schedule this month. God will hold back things that you thought were supposed to happen in a certain time. He'll hold it back to watch this, to give it to you in the right time. There's a miracle scheduled this month. And it talks, so it talks about, then the next letter is Yod, which is also the number 10, which refers to the hand of God. So we go from the miracle sign of wonder to the hand of God. It's a transitional letter. Then the next word is Semek. And all this next letter is Semek. And that is a transitional letter also. But it's also a repetitive letter. It's, an, it's, it's eternal. It means an unending circle. It really means a cycle, unending cycle. And then it goes back to none, back to the big first letter, which is signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, this is important because here's what it shows us. It shows us God's deliverance, his miraculous deliverance of his people out of Egypt. How many know he delivered them miraculously? He did it with signs, wonders, and plagues. Follow me now. I'm going somewhere. But the Bible said clearly it was his hand that delivered them. So there's that second letter. It was his hand that transitioned them. But watch this. The third letter, Samak, is is the letter of repetitiveness, which now is the wilderness. They went around in circles. They went around in cycles. Come on, somebody. But God, I mean, know he's sovereign in your life. And he's committed to bring to pass every promise he's promised you. So watch this. It goes back to the first letter, signs, wonders, and miracles, and breakthroughs. So even you going into the promise is a miracle. Now, why is this important? Because I need you to see the progression of things. The Lord spoke to me. He said, son, tell the people today to get out of the cycle of moving through the desert during this season. Get out of that cycle and start declaring a new beginning. Start decreeing a new beginning, a season of victory and fulfilled promise. This is the month. And, look, and my God, I'm going to say you got about two or three more days to really listen to what I'm saying and hear what I'm saying. This is the time you're supposed to move your feet toward the promise. 
Move your what? Move your feet. You done said it. You have spoken it. Now it's time to move your feet toward the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you're moving your feet, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the master because remember, it was his blood. It was his blood that Paul says, Jesus is our Passover. It was his blood that miraculously took him from one place to the other. So as you are moving towards your promise, keep your eyes on who? Jesus. Because we're in the time, the month of barley, the beginning of bud. In other words, your miracle is coming. That's right. All throughout this month, this word Nisan means miracles are here. Miracles are here. But many of us, watch this, we are in this, what I call the wilderness because the wilderness is a picture of the soul's path. Now, we know God does everything in threes. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Inner court, outer court. Most holy place. We know God does things. We can go on and on. Spirit, soul, and body. Egypt, the wilderness, the promised land. Are you listening to me? Everything's in threes. So the spirit, soul, and body, the, the, the middle or the in-between is the soulless realm. It is a picture of the wilderness, God says. It's a picture of the soul's path, the struggle. You and I must win the battles of the soul in, watch this, because in that realm is the only way we can see the full manifestation of God's word in our life. Now, how many of you know that uh, read the scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.23? Go to that quickly, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And we're kind of dealing with this all this month, so just follow us. Paul prays this prayer, and the very God of peace sanctify you What? Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord. Notice his prayer. He says, I'm praying not just for your body. I'm not just praying for your spirit. I'm praying for your soul. All three I want God to preserve because when all three are lined up with his will, that is what we call wholeness. Somebody shout hallelujah. Your spirit is strong. Your spirit knows. It's the part of you. It's the eternal part of you. That's why the Bible said it's like a candle. That spirit knows. It knows. It's the part of you that knows. Even when everything is going chaos in your life, there's a knowing still in your spirit. But here's the challenge. The challenge is that the soul has to understand what the spirit knows. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can know something in your spirit, but if the soul doesn't understand it, it cannot bring it to pass. Are you following me? Look at somebody and say, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Everything, here's what God is saying. Everything grows in your life when it is rooted and grounded in a healthy soul. In a healthy soul. Everything in life. Nothing grows if it's not planted. And as it pertains to your spiritual walk, things have got to be planted in your soul. That's why there's a scripture that's, that talks about receiving the engrafted word of God. That word engraft means the word planted. 
It's got to be planted in you. It, you can read it. You can listen to it on YouTube, whatever. But if it's not planted in you, the healthy soil of your soul, it will just be a frustration because you'll never see it happen. How many are ready to see what God has promised to happen in your life? It has to get in the realm of the soul so it can grow. And nothing blossoms without it being planted. A lesson I learned years ago. Years ago, I came uh, to the area here in, 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 in Baltimore years ago. And I remember after the friendly, because God spoke to me and told me to come to Baltimore. And I walked out, left out of Genesis 12, stepped out, out of my country, out of my kindred, away from my father's house, into a land. He was I came to Baltimore, and about after a year and a half, nothing was working. No job, everything was shutting down. I was the greed of it, and I just said, you know, God, forget this. I'm, I got in prayer and called up New York. I was going back to New York. I said, that's it behind. And I'm going to New York. Got a job offer back there. I said, I'm going to New York. Watch this. And then I went in prayer. And I went in favorite prayer in the Holy Spirit. And the Lord led me to a man, a man of God that I respected. And he says to me, he said a clear conversation. He says, son, nothing blossoms if it's not planted. He said, if God's planted you here, then you're going to have to go through it until it blossoms. Somebody shout hallelujah. And it was that word that made me say still to act and, and cross the rest of this history. You've seen what God has done in this city through my life. But I was almost out of here because I didn't understand that principle. It's a, and it works on the job. It works in ministry. Nothing can grow if it's not planted. Are you listening to me? So it's the same way with your soul. Now let's look at 3 John again and just see this because this talks about the priority of the soul. The priority of the soul. The soul is the place of purpose. He says, I wish above all things that ye prosper. Now watch this and hear this and don't get religious on me. That word prosper literally means financially prospering. It means to materially prosper. And stop saying you don't need stuff because you are in this world. You need stuff. You need things in order to prosper in this world. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. 90% of the people I know in ministry are not doing what they're doing because they just don't have the money. They have the will. They have the passion. But they don't have the money. So he says, I wish that you what? Financially prosper. And be in health. I want you healthy. I died for you that you'd be healthy. This is my desire for you. This is my desire. And then he said, but here it is, the condition, just as or even as your soul prosper it. So I want every part of you to prosper, but watch this. It cannot prosper until the soul prospers first. This is the key. And why is God saying this? Because God is saying you can go after all the stuff. You can be the greatest fitness person in the world. But if you don't understand your purpose, you'll never be fulfilled. You'll never be, watch this, fulfilled in life. And you'll always be feeling like it's never enough for you. There are a lot of people, and the soul, because the soul, God understands, is the place where you come to understand your purpose. Your spirit knows, but, I mean, but your soul understands. I wrote this down. Many people are in darkness, and they're confused about why they're here and their reason for being here. 
They always say, you hear people say it, and maybe you say it yourself. There's something I know I was meant to do. I know I was meant to do that. Why? Because the soul signs a contract in the spirit realm. <laughs> and the contract is God's purpose for your life. It's not natural. You can't see it in the physical, but it's spiritual. That's God. You listen to me. It's a contract. And so the soul fundamentally must come in agreement with that contract. God, this is what you call me to do. And I don't care what anyone says. This is what I'm going to do. It's a strong feeling. I know I was born to do this. And that can only happen when your soul prospers. Much of our suffering is when we take on things or pursue dreams that don't belong to us. No longer today can you define your life by what you want. Today, God says, you define your life by what you already possess. You possess God's glory. You possess God's name. You possess the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so what happens is if you're not careful, you'll start comparing yourself to other people and looking at what they have and what you don't have. And as long as you're in that state of mind, watch this, your soul can never prosper. Because God has made you so unique. You are so awesome. Stop looking at somebody on TV and saying they got this. Can I tell you, you got everything you need to do everything God's called you to do? Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. You just got to get in touch with your soul. Get in touch with understanding who you are. Hallelujah. People say be true to yourself. You know how you be true to yourself? You be true to yourself by connecting with what you know about yourself. And you got to know you're a child of God. You got to know that you have dreams and you have to know that you have vision in you. You have to know that God has shed his blood for you. That watch it, that there's no condemnation. Are you listening to me? In you, you got to know this. And watch this, you'll find out that when you start dealing with the soulless realm, the only thing that's holding you back is the fear in your life. It's not God. It's not the money. It's not the, well, it could be the people around you. We're going to look at that in a few moments. But the people around you are holding you back, not because they don't believe in you. They're holding you back because you got their, your eyes on them. I'm in the wrong church. I'm in the wrong school. I'm in the wrong, wrong uh, career. No, you just got your eyes on the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Go to Psalms 1. I'm going to show you here clearly. I hope this is blessing you this morning. I'm going to show you how the soul prospers. I'm going to show you how the soul prospers. How many want to know how the soul prospers? Psalms 1 to me is the ultimate soul care verse. It's the ultimate soul care verse. If you want to know how to move your soul, how to prosper your soul so that you can prosper financially, I and decree and declare the cycle of financial debt, the cycle of financial questioning, the cycle of lack is over in your life. You got to believe it, child of God. I decree and declare this month of Nisan, this month of Nisan, this month of divine breakthrough, this month, watch this, of signs, wonders, and miracles. God says, I want to bring a sign, wonder, and miracle in your money. And not only in your money, but in your body. Glory to God. But where is your soul? Where is your soul? Where is your soul? Psalms 1, it gives a good picture of, I love Psalms 1. Let's look at it again. 
which starts with blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the what? Nor standeth in the way of what? Nor sitteth in the seat of what? But their delight is where? Where is their delight? In the law of the Lord. And because his light is in the law of the Lord, he shall be what? Now, now I want you to see this here. This is very important. Because the light of God's word is what reveals your steps in life. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say it again. The light of God's word is what reveals your steps in life. You don't have a step if you're not in the light of his word. The Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto my what? And a light unto my what? You don't know where to go next. You don't know how to choose until you get in that word. It is the revealer of the what in your life? The steps of your life. The steps of a good man are ordered by what? Where are they ordered? They're ordered in the word. They're ordered where? Now, this is important because the, I read Proverbs 29 and 25 and, 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 and it says that the fear of man bringing, brings a snare. But the fear of the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, will be safe. Now, what does this have to do with everything? Well, here's what another translation says. The fear of human opinion disables. But trusting in God protects you from that. Notice in this verse, write this down. Three things and you're going to never be the same after this sudden. Ever, ever be the same. I'm getting ready to push you into a new dimension. I'm getting ready to push you into a new dimension. Your soul is getting ready to prosper. The first thing it talks about is choosing your associates. Number two, it talks about choosing your affection. Number three, we're talking about choosing the atmosphere you live in. Look what it says. Choose your associates. He says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Walks not in the counsel. Now, ungodliness is a, is a character of a person. Notice it didn't say, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel. Anybody can give you counsel. And they can give you even good counsel. But you have to discern the person who's giving you counsel. It says counsel of the who? Well, you know, they're nice people, and I just, you know, they, you don't really know them. Listen if, they're, listen, if they're a liar, they're a liar. If they're a gossiper, they're a gossiper. And if they're a homemonger, they're a homemonger. You better stop, stop acting. That's not judging. That's discernment. Come on, are you listening to me? And you cannot see, receive counsel, words from people who you know are ungodly. This is why, this one, now I'm a firm believer in social media. That's where the world is. But you better understand this. Everything that's on YouTube is not gospel. People are confident when they talk on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. They're confident. They're supposed to be. They're trying to sell their product. They're trying to get their message out. But it doesn't mean it's truth. Sometimes they don't have to just be on social media. They could be right next to you because there's levels of friends. There are what we call acquaintances, there are associates, and then there are friends. Right? Some people you're just acquainted with. The people you may, you may just see on the job or you may just drive by a, 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 a food, fast food place and you may see a, a server. You just kind of wave at them. You, you know who they are. Bank tellers. They're associates. Then they're acquaintances of people. But then there are friends. There are people that you're really connected with. 
Okay, now, here's what I want you to get this and write this down. Don't ever forget it. The level of your relationships will determine the level of impact of the people in your life. The level of relationship. In other words, a friend's words have more impact than an acquaintance's words. So this has nothing to do with any of those three things, but it gets to show you that it could be, you could be family, it could be, it could be whoever it is, but they can still be ungodly. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. They could be right in the church and ungodly. Then the path where sin is, that's just very plain path where sin is. It's not saying that you're not supposed to be where sinners are because Jesus hung around sinners. So it's not saying that. But what it is saying is, is that you cannot be going in the same direction of people who are not righteous. You just can't do it. You can't be more intrigued with the world's idea than God's plan. He says, no, can you sit in the seat of the scornful? Now, that's talking about sitting in the seat of those who criticize God. But let's go even further than that. That level, really, to me, I see it as getting to a place where all you do is criticize the church. Because the church is God's agent. See, these are levels of seeking. Now, why is this important? Because the next verse says, but his delight is where? In the law of the Lord. Now notice that contrast. And in his law does he meditate day and night. This is a contrast. This is a contrast. But here's the life. It is a contrast. It is not saying you can't live in the world. You can't enjoy your life. You can't have only you can have is saving spiritual friends. I don't want all spiritual friends. I don't want that. I really don't. Because you can get very unbalanced like that. But it's just, but I'm very conscious of what is going into my ear grade. I'm very conscious of what I'm hearing. Why? Because remember I said to you on last week that the word Words go directly to your soul. Words go where? Directly to your soul. Where the words go? Directly to your soul. Where the words go? Directly to your soul. So I'm very conscious of words that are coming out and what I'm listening to because whatever I'm listening to is being planted in my soul. So he says here, he's the light. That's more than just wanting to read the Bible. That's like getting up every morning saying, God, I want to know what you're saying. What is my step for today? And knows what it says. He says, but in his law, does he read day and night? Is that what it says? That what it says? So it didn't say read, it said meditate. Which means now that I have to make a conscious, bold choice every single day as to where I'm going to spend my time. If I am in verse one, I cannot be in verse two. So I delight myself. Every day I make a decision because I'm hungry. I'm not talking about works. I'm not talking about works. I'm not saying if you miss the time to read the Bible a day, that means God doesn't love you. You're not in God's will. I'm not saying that. I'm trying to teach you how to prosper your soul. You get in the word and you meditate. Now meditate is not reading. Reading is good, but it's not meditation. You can't get the verse three. I'm getting ready. Just follow me now. I'm just about done. You can't get the verse three if you don't do verse two and one, one and two. You have to meditate. You have to do what? Now, meditate is to be still and to mother his word over and over in your mind, in your soul. That's what it means to meditate. 
It means to say it over and over in your mind. Now, meditate doesn't mean you have to always sit in the corner somewhere, quiet, or like a zombie. Now, that's, this is good practice of meditation, to be still, put some earbuds on, put some visual, and be still before God and hear. That's a good practice of meditation because you're stilling your whole spirit, soul, and body, and now God can communicate with you, and you become one. It's a great practice. In fact, I would say to you, before you move into anything and prosper into anything materialistically, you better go there and meditation first. Anything I desire from God that prosper, I go there first in meditation. I was in this building sitting right here before any of this was right here. All it was was wood and I was right here teaching, standing in the, in the pulpit, teaching in my mind. I was doing it because I watched this because that is where I wanted to prosper. So I had to first go there in my soul, in my mind before I get there in my body. It's not weird. It's not new age. It's scripture. You meditate on what God says about you. You don't just read it. You meditate. You stop what you're doing and you get time in the presence of God and you watch this and you meditate. Why? Because I'm going somewhere. I meditate because there's a call in my life. I meditate because I don't want to miss God's next step. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Now, if I meditate... He says, I will be like a tree. Woo! I choose my associates. I choose my affection on God's word. But now I have made a choice of the atmosphere I live in or the dimension in which my life moves. You say, why is that important? Because the metaphor used here is a tree that's planted by the rivers of water is a tree that has constant life. Waters by a tree means that it has the source of life continuously flowing. So that now that we can know in scripture that the rivers of water, Jesus said, is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Did not he say that? He said, out of your belly shall do what? Come on. Flow what? Rivers, rivers. So here it is. I have meditated and now I have established myself and now I've made the, I made the bold, intentional choices to read and to give my affection and now there's a flow. Now here's what this contemporary version says in that verse. It says, God blesses those people who refuse evil advices, who won't follow sinners and join in sneering at God. Instead, they find happiness in the teaching of the Lord and they think about it day and night. Look at this, not this. And they are like trees growing beside a stream, trees that produce fruit in its season and always has leaves. Those people succeed in everything they do. Now watch this. Here's what another translation says. Instead, you thrill or delight in God's word. You chew on the scriptures day and night. You you're a tree replanted in Eden bringing fresh fruit every month never dropping a leaf always in blossom glory to God that's the realm God is calling you to and I declare and decree and I want you to do the same that every cycle of shortage is broken in my life because I am now moving in a new beginning Shout hallelujah, somebody. 
Now, this is powerful because I want you to see something real quickly here. The first thing we see here is that you will move into a realm of Eden. Yes, the place God always intended man to be, in the Garden of Eden. That's not a physical place. That's a place of his presence. Eden, I'm in, this, I'm in a place where I ain't trying to make it work. It just works because it's flowing out of me. Somebody shout hallelujah. Give somebody a look and just tell them you're going back to Eden. Now, I'm not talking about natural eating. I'm talking about spiritual eating. I'm talking about a garden. I'm talking about your assignment because Adam was given an assignment and that assignment brought provision. I prophesy you will find your garden this month. I prophesy you will stay in your garden this month. I prophesy that you will take the tools to cultivate your garden this month. You're going to Eden. That's what God says. When you do this, he says you're going to walk and dwell in Eden and in Eden there's a river glory to God I wish I could take it to Revelation 22 but I don't have the time but in Revelation 22 it talks about this river this river that's flowing hallelujah this tree of life that you are that tree where the river of God is flowing around you and it says that because of this river you shall bring fruit if those trees bring forth fruit every single month every single month that's why every month we prophesy a theme to you because we want you to know that every month God expects you to prosper every month God expects you to bring forth fruit I prophesy something's going to manifest this month something is going to break out this month something will be revealed this month there will be a glory that shall be seen this month come on give God a praise even if you got a mask on I need you to receive that every single month I'm in a dimension I'm in a place that every month I expect to be blessed and he says watch this and the leaves are for the healing of the nation because if you're in this place you're life not only will be healthy but you'll have healing not just for Baltimore you'll have healing not just for the Caribbean but you'll have healing for the nations God says I want your life to be a healing bomb to the nation oh, you didn't hear that you you really didn't hear what I just said he says in this place you'll be a healing bomb for the nations that's why God has opened up the world you can sit right in your living room and touch the nations with the healing glory of God but this watch this but in order to do this your soul has got to be in that dimension and watch this and whatever you do there's a, a the real call whatever you do you, some of you, you ain't there. You got knowledge of scripture, but you ain't where I'm talking about because you keep questioning what you do. When you are in whatever you do, you don't have to question what you do because whatever I do will succeed. Whatever I do will prosper. Whatever I do is going to be a blessing to other people. The fruit that's coming out of my life is touching lives because whatever I do, it doesn't matter what I do, whether I preach, whether I sing, whether I bake, whether I cook, whether I do artistry, whatever I do will succeed. Ain't no question here. There's no question here. There's no, there's no, there's not even, there's not even a devil in this scripture. You want to know why? Because the devil is supposed to be under your feet. So if he's under your feet, why is he, keep, why, why is he always in your eye gate? 
He's under your feet. And so watch this. This is critically important, y'all, because it says that the ungodly are not so. The ungodly are not so. We have a generation now that thinks they can live any kind of way and still have the blessings of the Lord. And I'm not saying, I'm not talking, I know we have grace and I live in grace. And I need God's grace every day. But please don't think you can live in any dimension and experience what I just preached. You're making the word of God a liar. He says the ungodly are not so. I don't want anybody here to be not so. I want everybody here to be in the whatever zone. So I'm done. I decree. And notice the three dimensions there. Eden, which is soul prosperity. Monthly fruit, which is financial prosperity. And your leaves should not wither. Healing. Physical prosperity. See? All together. That's where you are. That's what God says you decree. This month, don't accept nothing else. Come on, stand on your feet. We're going to make some decrees. I'm finished. Come on, stand on your feet. Let's decree some things. Let's decree some things. You decree it after me. Come on, let's decree some things. I'm ready to decree some things. Come on, kings. Come on, you pray like a priest, but you decree like a king. I said you pray like a priest, but you're supposed to decree like a king. Because whatever you decree... <laughs> Bible says that not only not only will he manifest the thing but it also says there'll be light shining on your ways so you're not only decreeing what's going to happen but you're going to decree how it's going to get done so say this with me I decree come on come on say it kings I decree that from this day forward I will produce and manifest monthly fruit that means monthly breakthroughs deliverances signs and miracles and wonders I call them this year into my life supernatural victories come on say this this month I apply the blood of Jesus the power of the blood of Jesus which sealed my eternal deliverance and empowers me to walk in the harvests of God's life and the harvests of God's will. This is the year God teaches me what to say, what to decree in my future. Therefore, I decree and declare, come on, I decree and declare over my life, soul prosperity, financial prosperity, and health prosperity. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I'm redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. And whatever I say, it is so. I say, every curse against my life is in reverse now into a river of blessing because I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I bring forth new fruit in this new month in this new season of my life my body is healed my soul is restored and whatever I do will succeed in the name of Jesus now concerning my church Dream Life Worship Center we declare 
thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions of dollars are coming now into our community center. Now the community is budding. Now is springing forth. The harvest is here. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody give God a great big praise. Come on, wait where you are, give him praise. Give him glory. Come on, put your foot on this promise this morning. Whatever place the sole of your feet you tread upon, God said it's already yours. God, I thank you today. I give you praise. And your life is not covered by Jesus. There ain't no other way. There's only one sheet that's coming down from heaven. And his name is Jesus. And if you're not covered today, I don't care what you've done, how much you've done it, how often you did it. If you're not covered today, you're not saved. According to the Bible. You can be, you'll be saved when you're covered by Jesus. If I'm talking to you, I want you to lift your hands and say, Preacher, pray for me. I want to give Jesus my heart. When you lift your hands, if you're not sure, you're covered. Every hand down except those who want to be saved. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, cover my life. I believe you died for me. I believe your blood cleanses me and makes me right with God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed the word that was specifically prepared for you to hear today. Visit www.dreamlifewc.com.